in Los Angeles today. It smells like an airport runway jet fuel. Stenches in the cabin and lights flickering at random. I'm in Los Angeles today. Garbage cans comprise the medians. A freeway's always creeping. Hey everybody, welcome to a spooky reporting is eligible. It's Halloween and we're recording and there's been trades and crap and um, uh, we're not going to do shtick. So um, JR is out having fun as one should be on Halloween and uh, joining me, thankfully, so it's not just me again because we're not doing that again, at least for a year uh, in, in, in Colorado Springs. As per usual, we have. My name is Matt, but you can call me Matub, Acme Packing Company, Meme Weaver, and General Twitter Rabble yeah. Rouser. So I don't know how Halloween was when you were a kid, but when I was a kid in uh, in non-urban Wauwatosa, where not JR is, um, we had Halloween during like strict daylight hours on a Sunday from either noon to three or three to six, which was, by the way, depending on when the Packer game was on Sunday, trick-or-treating wasn't. So uh, we did that. And uh, like uh, I still have family in Wauwatosa, and now it's much better. It's at night on Halloween. Uh, but the best thing that's happened to Halloween since I've been a grown-up is that people hand out beer and jello shots and things like that. And uh, that's been in Illinois and in Minnesota and in, of course, Wauwatosa and Milwaukee. But is that by you two? Have we? No, nope. not at all. Really? Okay, so... So I threw up a I threw up a Twitter poll before we went out, and I was like, "Is it socially acceptable to to walk around with a flask?" And the answers were, "Hell yeah, do your thing," or uh, "I'm a wet blanket, no one likes me," something like that. <laughs> uh, and literally every single response was that was from a Midwest native was like, "Why wouldn't you just drink the beer people give you?" Yeah, <laughs> correct. Nope. So, not so a thing. the rest of y'all not aren't doing this. Okay, you're all doing this wrong. <laughs> I know they are absolutely doing it wrong. However. Uh, trick-or-treating is a dying art in my city. Oh, really? Uh, Trunk-or-treats have taken over. Oh, I've I've been reading about those on the internet, but have not witnessed one yet, and I don't understand just, what they are. So Okay, so it is, you take a parking lot, okay. you fill it full of cars, Okay. Um, usually SUVs. So far, this sounds very lame, by the way. You decorate the SUVs. Okay, it's um, slightly less lame. So, like, we did one where we made the back of our, like, our... Our, uh, I drove a blue Ford Escape um, and turned the back of it into Cookie Monster's head and okay. we handed out cookies. Right. And we handed out cookies. Creative. Yeah. And so it's like, it's like a hyper dense trick or treating. So, so you can, you can knock out a hundred trick or treating spots. Okay. In, in 20 minutes. This still seems much worse to me. Like, I feel yeah, like. Yeah. But then here's the thing you go to a bunch of them. Okay. They're, they're all, they're all weak. So I'm a grown up. And I don't actually want my kids to have that much candy. We get too much candy as it is. And this just seems like a way to maximize kid candy, which I'm not in favor of. Like, I want... Well... Okay. So you're, you're, you're going to dig this. All right. Um, the, the candy that we set out on our porch when we went to go take the kids yeah. was left over from Trunk or Treats this week. <laughs> okay, fine. That's very efficient of you. Fair enough. But I feel like the point is to walk around your neighborhood and, like, say hi to the neighbors and meet people and get the kids a decent walk um, before sure. they have too much candy. And the trunk or treat, like, seems like kind of the suburban nightmare version of tr- trick or treating. Like, you all drove to a central location in your cars. <laughs> yeah, but, th- but it, they are, they are generally geographical, right? So, like, there was one at my kids' daycare, and basically everybody that goes there lives within a couple neighborhoods. Um, you'll see them at schools, you know, like, 
Yeah, man. And, and you'll you'll meet people or you'll know people. But like right. also, my neighborhood is either people younger than me or buy and die kind of people. And so like the, the sweet old ladies that are handing out uh, Rice Krispie treats and Capri Suns. Sure, that's awesome. But also the the twenty five year old recent you. law school grad, like it's <laughs> don't give a shit. Yeah, this is probably heavily like neighborhood dependent and proximity mm. of your the house next to you dependent and things like that. Like we have a fairly dense neighborhood with you know, lots of other kids and families close by, so that makes sense. Okay, I get yeah. it. I get it. Makes sense. But like my 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 hometown back in Michigan, dude, you could like stick your head out the window see two hundred people. Like, yeah. Streets are packed. That's how it should be. That that is, that is the art of trick or treating in a nutshell. All right. Anyway, um, yeah, I've had uh, uh, let's see, one Jello shot, a coffee and frangelico, <laughs> a uh, all day IPA, and the cider and bourbon I brought with me, and uh, uh, a Goldfinger, which is a local lager. So they did they did well, and it's a Tuesday, so that's plenty because um, you know it's a school night. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> The neighborhood did well. They showed up. Well done. Well done, my neighborhood. He did good. All right. Should, should we should we talk about this horrible football team that we cover? Oh my god, dude! Our team is so bad. It's like real, I take it's real like, bad man. Like, like maybe they're a two win team with a six win schedule. <laughs> <laughs> so they, it's very annoying that they are bad because the schedule's horrible. <laughs> like um, the schedule is trying real hard to make them a good team. Like we're, we're going to mm-hmm. play not Matthew Stafford next week. The next time we play the Vikings, they're not going to have Kirk Cousins. This time they didn't have Justin Jefferson. <laughs> uh, um, uh, we're not going to face, not that Kenny Pickett's good, but when we play the Steelers, they're going to be on their backup quarterback, which is Mitch Trubisky. Which is Mitch Trubisky, Which yes. is fun. <laughs> um, I mean, there's some trolling here too. Like the the NFL universe is trolling the the hell out of the Packers too, which good for them. Like, oh, do you think you could beat the Vikings without Justin Jefferson? Have at it. Oh, we'll take Cousins away. We'll see if you beat him this time. Like, we won't. That won't happen. Um, yeah. You want to face Mitch Trubisky one more time? He's gonna kick the crap out of you because his defense is awesome, super awesome. Like that is what this is. It is kind of a Halloween nightmare. Um, well, oh, well done, God. universe. This, I was gonna say it's a Treehouse of Horrors episode, but it it's is. not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> Um, so we're going to, we have a lot of questions. You people, uh, one thing I've noticed when we're bad, which, you know, we are blessed. The team is usually not bad, but, um, what tends to happen is people who are just here for like a light fun, um, recount of the Packer victory, they drop off and I do not blame any of you people for it at all. (laughs) Good on you. Good mental health. Um, but the people that you, you diehards, man, you are in on questions. Holy cow. And I also (laughs) applaud all of you because that is how I am. Uh, and thank you, but definitely question heavy episode this time, but we should talk a little bit about the game because, um, it, it was boring and it was the same as last time and nothing changed, but I, I, I wanted to talk about a couple things because, our receivers are horrific at catching balls in traffic or standing slightly near other people. Um, <laughs> and I, like, I like to point out like kind of historic things, and I didn't point this out. Zach Cruz pointed this out, but um, we are like super awful at it, amazingly yeah. awful at it. <laughs> per Zach Cruz, zero for seven on contested catches versus the Vikings. They are nine for forty-three on the season. Amazing. Oh, uh, 0-15 between Christian Watson and Jaden Reed. Wide receivers are 7 for 38. 7 for 38 on contested catches by wide receivers. Um, and my brain always turns things into a math problem. And the math problem here is, like, 
Jordan Love is not totally like he's had a bad season and it has not gone well, but not everything is his fault. And Mm -hmm. this is not a good team for a guy with accuracy problems. Like Justin Fields got on a bad team for a guy who has a bad uh, pressure to sack ratio. And Jordan Love got on a team that's not good to have if you are not like precisely locating the ball to the exact open guy every time, which he's not. Like he he can get the ball down the middle of the field. He can get the ball to uh, like if you have guys who can have big catch radiuses, he'll make big plays. But these guys don't help him at all. If it's not directly on target, it's hitting the ground like every single mm-hmm. time. It's not a good combo. Which, so the the throw that he threw to, I think it was Reed, um, down the left side. It was pretty deep into like what appeared to be double coverage, and it was like, why would you try to make that throw? Yeah, it hit him in the hands. A lot of things hit him in the hands. Uh, like <laughs> this is this is the second week in a row I've watched, and like I expected Love to to look horrible on tape. But, and it's not that he looks good on tape. It's more like, well, that was fine. <laughs> and yeah. and we're like, you can't really tell. Like, we need average receivers to see how many of these they bring in. <laughs> we don't have that. Um, and by the end of the game, he went full Joe Callahan. He did. And was like, I, I can get this with my legs. And yep. it's like, you you ain't getting third and 22 with you your are legs, not. Chief. You are not. Um, there was one. It was either a QB school or somebody in Packer Twitterverse. Um there was one throw where it was it was uh, sticks and um, he was late getting the ball out. Oh, was, that was that was okay. That was Dan Orlovsky. It was Orlovsky, right? But he was right. Like, okay, I don't like Orlovsky. That's the thing but is, he was when, right. when you're getting cooked by the captain safety, yeah, like you got problems. And and I just remember him going, "If I see the Packers run stick on second five one more time, <laughs> since this is an audio format, we should mention. So what stick is is so they had they had four wide receivers, two on each side." And they all ran to the sticks or a little past the sticks, depending on if they had a guy next to them, and then outs. And the, the one guy ran. Who ran deep on that? It was uh, Wicks, right? I think it was. I thought it was Dobbs. It doesn't matter. One of the, either Wicks or Dobbs ran deep uh, on the lower part of the screen, and there was a shot there um, that was open. But Love was very, very lackadaisical in getting into his drop and getting the ball out on time. And so the Minnesota safety, who was rotating over from the center, had plenty of time to get there and break it up and almost intercept it. And it was just a play like it was an uncreative call. Uh, It had almost no chance of success. Even if it was complete to the other guys, they weren't going to get the first down. And even though there was a shot there, it like even kind of worked. But Love was disinterested or um, just not quick enough or making reads quick enough to get the ball to the guy who was open on time. That was, was the game bouncing. in a nutshell. He was, he was bouncing in the pocket the whole time. He, he oh, never set his footwork's feet. Footwork's bad. Like, that's yeah. the thing. Like, when you start to be a bad team, all the little stuff, stuff starts to fade. Like, everybody starts well, also to... Also, the problem is he has Rogers' footwork. He does. You're not supposed to emulate Rogers' no, footwork. Rogers is good at a lot, but footworks and mechanics are not one of them. Um, big problem for Rogers. That's why he wasn't good short for, like, his whole career. Yeah. Ugh, rough. So, anyway, we can't... Uh, <laughs> Our quarterback is getting hoppy and has uh, done some. It seems to be like honestly, just I, I, this gets it gets depressing after a while. You know, you throw enough passes, the guys don't catch, and why do you, if if they're not going to care, why do you care? And that yeah. starts to happen too. So that's that's all no good. That's bad. I don't know, man. Like I okay, I think that fans need to accept that we're bad and just enjoy the ride. Well, they should at this point. Yeah, I mean, my whole because, week, my whole week was we're bad. We should do this, and a lot of people arguing with me like. Well, we are bad, but we should do these things that are not smart to do if you're bad. Hey, you said that we're bad and we should, um, uh, you said we should trade Razul, right? I did. I, I said we should trade Razul. That is what I oh, did. Oh, man, what 
Paul, what happened today? Oh, they did that because you know they traded Rizzle, right? Know, like yeah. oh, but but the but the locker room culture, Paul. The locker room locker culture room. in 2025 is going to be horribly <laughs> impacted by their trade of Razul Douglas in 2023. That's correct. That's how uh, Justice goes. Justice brought up an interesting um, thought in the Slack chat today. Yeah, the in, safety in thing. That, yeah, move Razul to safety. You risk only being able to trade him for a fifth, but like you know, you'll know at that point. Like, Especially, like we didn't we didn't know that Savage was going to go down, but I mean I do think that's the calculus when you do any of these trades, um, and it is uh, it's entirely possible that Razul Douglas has the positional versatility to be good in those two positions for the Packers for an extended period of time and could still draw a good return in the future. Um, I will actually just disagree with Justice here. That's entirely possible. But um, Razul, the safety, is probably on the team in 2025. And after that, I think just all bets are off on that guy. Like, this is not a a universal great talent. Razul's good. He's very good. But what just but happened? He's not, he's not Charles Woodson. He's not Charles Woodson. Like, we, we just had... How old was Adrian Amos? He's not in the league right now, right? 31. He's he, 31, I right. think. Uh, so in 2025, uh, Razul will be 31, right? He's 29 right now? Or will he be 29? Uh, shoot, I got to pull up both guys now. Dang he'll, it. He'll be... So, and that's, that was the thing about Adrian Amos, right? Like, you could see that he was mentally there. He, yeah. he knew where he was supposed he to good be at reads. all times. Yeah, Razul's 29 right now. So he will be Amos' oh, yeah. age in 2025. And Adrian Amos just ran like a guy with, with old man hamstrings. And <laughs> I would, I'll, I'll just go to, I'll just say this right now. I think Razul and Amos, athletic profile-wise, are pretty similar. Like, mm-hmm. that's a decent comp, I would say. And so, uh, like, you can't project Razul to be good into his early 30s. You just can't at any position. And it's not a slam on him. He's been an excellent Packer. He has, uh, he was a great midseason acquisition. He was a little bit down last year, but by uh, guys go up and down in uh, defense all the time. By and large, he has been an outstanding cornerback for them. I got nothing bad to say about the guy, but you're building for the future. You can't have... Uh, you can't have 31-year-olds in the secondary paid any amount of money <laughs> unless no, they're Charles Woodson. Or Tremont Williams, apparently. Yeah, he played, what, like 35 or so? Yeah. And, but, but, but He was a Packer yeah. after being a Cleveland Brown. Yeah, and <laughs> Mike Patton loved that good. guy. <laughs> oh, uh, and, and for those Would of you, you who are not eternally online, um, I, uh, yeah, I, have a, I have a baseball mindset on how I, I think about trades, and Russell Douglas is not signed past 2024. And for those who think the Packers will be good next year, maybe. Maybe they, they have a good draft and they turn things around a little bit. But they still have this giant cap problem next year. 2025 is when they're clear of the cap. And the, the cap is not like a death sentence, but it prevents you from building depth. And so if you have any injuries at all, they hurt you way more when you're under the bell on the cap than if you you know have space to fix problems. And next year, it's still going to be a very young team. It's just not going to. It's, it's not going to happen. So having Russell next year is also pointless. So uh, that's that's the thing. Um, and I got yelled at because uh, I mean, God bless Packer fans. People love all the current. Not all the people love the Packers. You know, and they like all the individuals on the Packers. Yes, I was going to say they they love the individuals. They love the individual Packers. But when you're trying to win a title, you can't pay market rates to 30-year-old people who aren't going sure. to be on the team the next time you're a champion. You just can't. And that's how baseball works. Like, you can't do that. I was, um, was going to say, so I, I had to just look this up. Uh, apparently, the, the quote that I'm thinking of is from the Moneyball book, not the movie. Okay. Um, and that 
your championships are predicated on how good your 10th best player is. Yeah. That's that is largely true. Uh, I mean, football it's your quarterback and then your 10th best and player. And then your 10th yeah, 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 yeah. But um, yes, the point still we, stands. Would you say the corners are like the pitchers of of the NFL? I think that's actually a really good comp because the corner that you have to care about is the one that gets picked on, however far yeah. down the line that is. And that's very similar to how baseball works pitcher-wise. So, yeah, I think that's a good comp. And also, your like, your ace is going to have a bad slump. You're like, yeah, I think that's and, and, well, and <laughs> Let's if, go. And replacement theory. Like, if your number one corner goes down, you're not replacing him with your number two corner. You're replacing him with your number four corner, number five corner, depending on if you're playing nickel or dime. And that's very much like pitchers. If your ace goes down... It, your number two pitcher is already playing. Like you're replacing mm-hmm. him with some garbage from the bullpen. That's the same thing. Man, I wish Jr. was here to be proud of me for my yeah. Analogy. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> so should we do questions? Uh, wait, wait, wait. We got one more. We, we we didn't talk about Joe Barry, and we have a Joe oh, Barry Joe thing Barry. too that we got to talk about. Uh, because okay. well, here's the thing. Like we we talk about the offense a lot, and we have been giving Joe Barry a little pass because the the points they give up tend not to be that huge. Um, par- partially that is they're a very slow team. Um, but we should point out what a train wreck Joe Barry was in this game, even though uh, the point t- total they gave up wasn't terrible. And in fact, one of the scores was on an interception, basically. They got a pass touchdown after that. But um, uh, Joe Barry is, I think, situationally dense is, I think, the, the best way I've come to think of it. Where uh, in a vacuum... The Joe Barry defense actually works kind of well, but the problem is it he runs it the same on third down as he runs on first and second down with no thought given to what is likely coming at him, which is a weird thing to do, but uh, we see every game an instance of the other team having the ball uh, on like two or three yards away from the end zone and the Packers in nickel. Happens like every time, and we're not good at stopping the run, even when we're not in nickel. But in nickel, it's just it's dead. Like you're giving, you're just saying, okay, here, score a touchdown. That's what you're doing. You're gonna give it up 100 percent of the time. And then, so in this game, uh, we got Jacob Morley track this and and bless him for it. Uh, the Packers defense against the Vikings gave up nine first downs on third and eight or more um, in that game. And when you force a team into third and eight. Uh, you're not going to stop them every time, but that should be a that should be a punt like half the time. Like that's the whole thing you're trying to do in football is force third and longs, and pr- half's probably generous. Like it's probably like a 40-60 thing. To give up nine first downs on third and eight is unbelievable, and the Barry defenses he throws out there just just reek of like I don't I don't know what I'm doing because they're like rushing two and dropping nine and uh, or rushing three and like you got to. You have to have pressure on third and long. Like, yes, it's a pass. You should play pass defense. But you have to make Cousins throw it before people get down the field into first down territory and work themselves open against garbage backup corners and Keyshawn Nixon. And, like, every game, every freaking game, the leverage is bad for us. Like, it, So something good happened that I believe is bad. Okay, what's that? Um, so Jacob Morley, once again, was aggregating... PFF stats and uh, they do stops, right? Uh, yep. yep. Uh, when a defender causes a failure for the offense, I think is what they like the yeah, criteria. I think, I think that's right. Like uh, stop is a good name for it. It is basically an unsuccessful play for the offense. Yeah. Like, like you can allow a positive run, but they're behind the sticks kind of thing. Yeah. If, like, if you, if, if it's third and 16 and they get 14 yards, that's still a stop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, TJ Slayton led the Packers in stops. 
he's he is a whole lot of dude as a, as, a, as a lot of man um him having a good game is just gonna <laughs> cement barry's idea of, <laughs> like i've got kenny and slayton i can run nickel all day <laughs> yeah great yeah so i never thought i would miss dom capers going like let's have 1200 pounds of dude like that's what i want i want I, w- I want a thousand pounds of man between three people. Uh, math. I don't know. Anything else to say about this game? It is burn the tape. I guess Moving we should on. just mention Kirk Cousins is out for the year and Ger- Ger- Achilles, right? Achilles, yeah. Jaron Hall uh, uh, from BYU is their quarterback. A, uh, not a bad oh, prospect. No, he's not. Oh, did, oh, they traded for. Uh, who did they <laughs> trade for today? Arizona uh, guy. The guy from Josh Arizona. Dobbs, right? Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs. You know what though. Josh Dobbs is a delight on social media. A plus would recommend. Josh Dobbs is a good backup. Um, he is not. He is not a starting caliber quarterback, but he's a guy you can work with. Like if he was a Shanahan quarterback, people would be falling all over themselves for him. So like it's a good get um, with the Vikings weaponry that they have at hand. When Jefferson gets back, you can you can work with mm-hmm. that. It's not bad. Yeah. Like I don't know that I would have like actually tried if I was the Vikings. Is my main thing. Like you, they're probably too good to tank as the Vikings always are. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, so I get why they did it, but I, I maybe just would have gone in the tank and see what I got. I'm just, home, but I'm I'm gonna really enjoy them like squeaking into the wild card and then getting they're going the to. Stopped. They're totally going to. They're they're, <laughs> they're having like a pretty good season, honestly. They they got bit with regression to the mean early, but they seem to have righted the ship there. They'll be fine. Hey man, they, okay after Kirk Cousins threw like one of the worst passes I've ever seen against San Francisco, they they came back and won, and they he did. played well after that. Yep. So like. Yeah, uh, oh, we should also we we do need to mention the Russell trade in not in passing before we get to questions. Uh, so, yeah, we we have to at least report on it. People, <laughs> they they got a, they got a they 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 traded Russell in a fifth for a third, and I saw people saying that's not enough. It absolutely is enough. He's not a star. He's fine. He's good. Right. He's yeah. He's an aging corner who who's going to require a contract next yes, year. Just because the Bears give a second rounder for sneezing in a pizza doesn't mean that you have to. Uh, you're not going to get a second rounder for, <laughs> for, for sneezing in a pizza. You're not going to get a second rounder for just anything you throw out there. That's not realistic. Um, I mean, the Bears paid us. The Bears paid a second round for Montez Sweat. Yes, correct. And they they also paid a second rounder for Chase Claypool. Yes. So they think that Chase Claypool and Montez Sweat are of equal value. Apparently, they did at the time of the trade. Yes. <sighs> I mean, this uh, one makes more sense than the last one, at least. Montez Sweat's yeah, actually no, good. But this one makes less sense because that's a that's he, an I'm contending trade. So you, you, you're correct about that, though. Uh, I mean, so we should we should mention this. The, the Bears traded for Montez Sweat. He's a free agent at the end of the year. I think <laughs> implied in the trade is that they're going to extend him, right? Like if it, that's it's got to be like at least a backroom deal at this point. It has to be. If it's not, yeah, there's got to be. Like I think I think it's. Like Washington extends him, or what? like I don't know how it works because we've seen this before, right? Where yeah. like a player gets extended well, that, and then immediately that was traded. The, the the guy the Bears traded away, um, who Khalil Mack, like that's yeah, or traded for that's traded for from yeah. from the Raiders. They yeah. traded for Khalil Mack with the to sign him to a fair market contract. That's why it was stupid because they gave away assets and then they gave him a fair market contract, and you can't get surplus value on a fair market contract. That's what mm. this is. This is also that, which is dumb because uh, <laughs> it, it, they're not contenders he's at least young and good so you have that with Montez Sweat that's all yeah. Chase Claypool sucks that was stupid 
All right, now questions. Now questions. Oh, man. I thought it was funny. As I was telling my wife, I was like, this is going to be one of those like burn the tape, jump to the questions kind of episodes, and we're still half an hour in. Are we? <laughs> yeah, kind of half hour. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. Okay. So Are you reading or am I reading? I'll, I'll read. Right? Right. JR's not here. Isn't that is JR. Do your best. <clears throat> uh, should, I, should I use my business voice? Do you have a business voice? <clears throat> uh, Mark Podscarby. Oh, God. It's... <laughs> It seems like since Luke Butkus, <laughs> I can't sustain it, man. It's funny because you uh, said Butkus in your business voice, and that's that's when I lose it. Yes, it's, it seems since Luke Butkus took over, Jenkins and Runyon have taken significant steps back. Mm. Is Butkus a double agent trying to take us down from the inside? So this is the Peter Principle question, and it's it is like Stenovich needs to go back and coach offensive linemen. And Luke Butkus needs to go do something else um, and yeah, maybe sell grills that work on burned newspaper like his dad did. Um, but yeah. I thought it, it was his uncle. Oh, is it his uncle? I don't. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're, Dick Butkus You're is probably his uncle. right. I just assume everybody with the last name is their kid, but that's dumb. It's not how it works. Um, but yeah, um, he's not a double agent, but he's not as good as his pre- predecessor. And there's also some weird Yash thing going on. And um, I, like, who knows what's going on? Uh, <laughs> who knows what's going on with coaching or any of the position groups at this point, honestly. Look, but they should revert to what they did last year, and they should make Stenovich go coach off no, the line. They shouldn't revert to what they did last year because last year, what's happening to Yash now was happening to Wyatt, <laughs> where it's like he's not playing for reasons, and we're not going to say why. Yeah, fine. Like we can not do the Wyatt thing, but we can change the offensive line thing and get Yash back in there. Yeah, but, and coach some of these guys up. Like we're good at that usually, but not now. Like, yeah, see, so you move you move Steno, and two parts of the offense get bad. Yeah, so like maybe send him back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would right now there are zero good parts of the offense. So if Steno can make one of them good, I feel like that's an upgrade. I'm just like Aaron Jones getting nine touches a game, but that's <laughs> this is not new. Like we need to hire somebody I, I know. from the outside to give him more than nine touches a game. But I mean, it's fair. Like he's just going to get crushed behind that line. He is. Oh, Aaron so Jones bad. is an old man who um, needs to have a better line blocking for him. Can give you yards behind a bad line, but will get knocked on his ass and get a concussion. So yeah, uh, it's not good. They need to revert away from some Peter Principle stuff they did. But good luck with that. Good luck demote secretly demoting a guy and then keeping him around. Yeah, you just give him a title change. That's all. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Like, hey, guess what? Now you're the assistant vice president in charge of offensive line relations. I think the worst thing is, <laughs> like, the, the the regression of Elton Jenkins. Like, uh, even if other guys didn't develop, this should still work okay. Um, but, like, Runyon and, and oh, yeah, it's in the quiet. Good job, Mark. Runyon and Jenkins taking significant steps back is the biggest hu- indictment of the whole thing. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. And if that didn't happen, this would all be much better than it is. And it's weird that it's happened. Guys usually don't backslide this much, even if their coaches move on. It's, it is bizarre, and they should make Stenovich fix it, because what else are you doing here? Like, you're not good at offensive play calling. Like, go do the thing you're good at. Uh, the Regression of Elton is actually the name of my compilation tape of Elton John songs As after it should be. Candle in the Wind. Yeah. <laughs> he has a great song on the Ghostbusters 2 soundtrack that is very <laughs> underrated, and everybody should listen to it. I don't know. Ray Parker Jr., the GOAT. <laughs> well, that's Ghostbusters one. Ghostbusters two soundtrack is great. Uh, there's also a there's also a whole bunch of people my age that have it because of fundraisers we had to do selling magazine subscriptions where it was the best achievable prize you could get. 
And so uh, that thing sold like hotcakes for that reason. Good soundtrack. Uh, I just re- Very good. I just remember the, the NES Advantage and the pink goo. And the Heck yeah. <laughs> All right, moving on. Donald yeah, we should probably get to question two now. <laughs> Sorry, we've uh, apologized. Listeners, we've both been drinking. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. <laughs> Actually, by the time they hear this, it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, Donald Anderson, update. The Packers have gone zero games since receiving a personal foul exclamation point. They do that. They couldn't even go two they couldn't even go two plays without one. Are they are there any success rate by formation stats, particularly on short yardage, that we can send to Matt? Because it seems he is the only coach who thinks using shotgun on third and one makes sense. Do these dopes not watch anything other than Packers games? They have been doing this handing off five <laughs> yards behind the yard to gain crap since forever. So, uh, like, Sumer Sports does have this, and I recommend everybody go t- check it out. Um, I think statistically on shotgun runs uh, on short yardage, they're actually not that bad. But on high leverage short yardage, they uh, they are. And yeah, I don't know, I don't know what they're doing here. We have a lot of research on third and one running the ball. Shotgun's not as good. Um, there's a ton of re- this is very very basic. The reason shotgun runs work well in a vacuum is because when you're in shotgun, the defense plays a defense to stop shotgun, which is passing. So you can run against it. But when it's third and one and you go into shotgun. The defense doesn't do that. Also, when it's third and one, you go to shotgun with A.J. Dillon, and they're like, this idiot isn't getting more than he No, he's just going (laughs) to run into his center's ass. Like, that's... uh, It's so stupid. So, um, I don't know what their deal is. They're not good philosophically. Like, uh, we're all pretty down on Matt at this point. And, like, the thing thing with, like, Shanahan is he seems to understand how all these trade-offs work and what tendencies for the other team will be. And Matt just seems to like have like a, a big, huge bag of Shanahan plays that he just kind of randomly pulls out when when the situation is like uh, on the surface level. Oh, third and one. Uh, time, for the, time for the shotgun. Like, no, don't, what are you doing? Don't do that. Uh, I, right, maybe, maybe Matt LaFleur is actually uh, chat GPT. That's trained on a Shanahan model. ChatGPT Shanahan is perfect. Uh, That is fantastic. I wish I'd have thought of it. That is exactly what it is. Like, it's a chat. It it is. It is OpenAI trained on Kyle Shanahan. Then you ask it what play you should call, and it very confidently tells you the wrong thing. That is hundred percent. Oh man! Can't believe I just. (laughs) Okay. Thank you, Donald. That was a good question. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, PJ Wessels. Strictly looking at third and ones. God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> Strictly looking at third and ones. I think, I think PJ might be commenting on, I don't know, just read it. <laughs> well, he's, he's, got, he's got two questions yeah, back okay. to back. Um, Strictly looking at third and ones since 2019, Matt's first season. They have run more plays from shotgun. God damn it. I can't answer more shotgun plays. More shotgun from not 56 versus 46. Shotgun runs are successful 72.7% of the time versus 74.2 for non-shotgun runs. All right. The rest of the league is 70 versus 72.7, excluding All right. Monday's game. So, Thank you, PJ, for the answer. Run more so we're, from not so wait, shotgun. shotgun runs. It, shot, shotgun's good? No, I don't think so. I think it's slightly worse, but it almost doesn't matter. That's my reason. It's, sli- it's slightly worse, but also, according to this, our shotgun is league average not shotgun 
Yeah, but our non-shotgun is better than all of them. Yeah, it's way better than all of them. Yeah. So that's, thank you for the stats. Yes. Also the, the juxtaposition to Donald's question. Yeah, perfect. Beautiful. Um, PJ also said, Rashawn Gary extension, Ooh. multiple exclamation points. Uh, where does this fall on a scale from one, why the heck do we do this, to 10, highlight of the 2023 season? Did you see how much money it was? Yeah. New money. It was way less than we thought. Yeah, it's, uh, I think this is a good deal. And I had a lot of people on Twitter yelling at me that, that this was a bad deal. And I get, I do understand that because um, uh, giving big money to a guy when your contending window is not going to start for a couple of years is very speculative, but you do need guys to play now. And Rashawn Gary is a special talent and you're going to have him, you, you have him locked up for basically his prime. And mm-hmm. that's, there's nothing wrong with that. You, and this is a very team friendly contract. It's 96 million in new money with a four year extension. Um, it, it offers a lot of manipula, manipula, what mani- you can manipulate it. Sorry. That's a beer, beer <laughs> word. Um, you can do a lot of cap nonsense with this contract in the future. If you want, it gives you a lot of flexibility. Um, and Gary's awesome. And you're not going to have him into his thirties. You have him into his twenties and that's exactly what you want here. So, um, this is not a dumb thing. You can't just sign no one for the foreseeable future. The guys you want to get, like Razul is different because Razul is going to be an old man by the time we contend again. Rashawn Gary is not. Rashawn Gary, if you want team chemistry, can be a 27-year-old veteran who's been through the hard times next time we contend and show people how to use soft skills that he's learned over the hard times. Like That's what this is can be good for. He should still be fine. This is a good signing. It's not a bad just, signing. <laughs> Russ Ball did work the- here. Yeah, it was really good. I'm sorry, but anytime people talk about like like grizzled veterans who've been through the hard times, I just think that like how young Kenny Clark is. That's what always comes to mind. I spent like, the whole day being like, <laughs> like when people when people who will not be named because I'm trying to be nice were like, oh, team chemistry is going to be destroyed without res-. like is Kenny Clark chopped liver? He's been on the team for like ten years and he's 28 years old. Like he's <laughs> what what's he doing? Like he seems fine. <laughs> Kenny Clark joined the Packers when he was a junior in high school. Yeah. Right? That's <laughs> Oh man. Okay. <laughs> and nothing Casey. against Razul as a clubhouse guy. Seems good, but like you can't have the whole clubhouse culture rest on him. <laughs> no, look, look the the I think the thing that fans on the internet are mad about is that a guy that they like is gone. Razul's funny on Twitter. Yeah, he is. He his his pinned tweet was like, Thank God for making me a Packer. I can't believe this is my life. Whatever. Like He's a good dude. He's a good dude. I also I also think fans don't like giving up, which also good for you. That's what fans should that fans should not like giving up and that is giving up. That is what trading Razul is. But you should give I up. I don't know, man. Do you remember the suck for luck year with the Colts? Uh I do, but I wasn't a fan, so I couldn't, you know. Um I was I, I was in the area. I'm trying right? to like, decide if I could have bought into it and I probably could have. So, yeah, I, I I'm on board. Yeah, that cuz yeah, the Colts fans were like actively cheering against their team it was weird that is but weird hey, man like, that is weird like you went you went from peyton manning to sucking for one year to like the next essentially peyton manning prospect yep. like <laughs> ah, good times okay case of the sunday berries at this point i don't know if we can out tank the bears oh, yeah, we can how are we like being so prophetic with <laughs> with our comments <laughs> I don't know if we can outtake the Bears, and I can't tell if that is heartening or not. 
if we're not sellers at the trade deadline, will y'all be apoplectic or would you prefer to not sell and stay the course to evaluate love and Matt or whatever conceivable silver linings can be inserted here? <laughs> well, we sold our number two corner. Yeah. The season's over. We're done. Our number two corner. Um, I think, it up. <laughs> I, so the Packers, I, I have a lot of problems with their front office, but I think that they've done a correct assessment here and selling Russell doesn't doom you. It doesn't at all. But I think they know what they got, and it's not very good. And it doesn't change the evaluation of the offense at all. Like it, the, what the defense is doing, uh, if it forces them to play a little more up tempo and play more comeback ball, I'm actually down with that. We'd run too much and put Jordan in too many situa- bad situations on on running the ball. And yeah, the Bears acquired and also like have been kind of frisky. Um, it, that by the way, the Bears are their own screwed up mess of a team right now. There's a whole bunch of people who think that the team is in on Tyson Bajant and there's a whole bunch of people who are like that's stupid he's not an NFL quarterback which is correct and that you need to get Fields back in there to see what he is which is probably correct too um and so they suck in their own way but yeah we can outsuck them we can absolutely outsuck them we we are uh we are set up very well to fail at every single game we have the rest of the year uh, I can't wait three three point favorites against the Rams next week they do, and yeah, I guess we won't get to that because we're not previewing that. Check out the mini pod, which I already recorded, which will be out on Friday. Um, <laughs> they they will not have Matthew Stafford in all likelihood, and uh, we'll have Brett Rippin, uh, who I assume is Mark's kid and not his nephew, but I never have actually looked. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's really, he, I know they're related. That's yeah. <laughs> but he does suck, so I get it. But yeah, we can't beat Aaron Donald is going to um, I don't, absorb Josh Myers into like the black hole of density that he that makes up Aaron Donald and we'll never hear from him again my favorite part about the whole Aaron Donald versus the Packers thing is you guys remember like like I say you guys JR's not here yeah. sorry JR you're here in spirit um because he's dead he's, he's not really all dead. the all the crap that was talked about Aaron Donald versus Elton Jenkins and yeah. Elton had completely shut him down absolutely Aaron Donald had like three broken ribs or something like yeah. <laughs> now he doesn't now he doesn't. <laughs> and Elton Jenkins sucks. Yeah. So like he gonna eat. Oh my god. Like like Jordan Love's gonna die. He might he might die. Their yeah. their their actual their front has been really good. Their secondary is their weak weak spots and um if but you gotta like have people who can catch the ball to exploit that. <laughs> yeah, and you've also gotta have a quarterback who can throw it more than twenty yards on the right side. Also helpful, yes. Not not great. But oh, yeah, we, we got we we got this one. We, the Bears are too good. They're going to screw this up for themselves. They already got rid of a second round pick in acquiring Montez Sweat. Montez Sweat will probably not win them a game, but he will make them friskier than they otherwise would be. Um, we got this. We like we can we can definitely lose this division. We are we are primed for it. Yeah, but the Panthers suck, and so well, the Bears are probably shall, still shall we do the next question? Yeah. Okay. Jonathan Deal. I didn't know he was a Patreon patron. He is. He's usually a Twitter Twitter question asker. Yeah. Um, embrace the tank (laughs) embrace the tank is the Panthers game the most important one left on the schedule see see also how important is keeping the 2025 first round pick because that's the draft that's hosted in Green Bay even if it means you can't trade up for a generational quarterback in the upcoming draft oh narrative question like it that's a really good one because because I mean we're, we're talking about Mark Murphy maybe the best financial team president in history yeah and that would be a financial decision, like hosting the draft and not being able to make a pick. Yeah, it would. Oh, God, that's a good question, but, man. 
I'll take the Panthers first, though. That game's going to rule. Um, I do think it'll be important for draft pick um, positioning. And they that is Jero Evero's team now. And they, they're getting better every week. They're coming off a very good defensive game. Uh, it, the offense still sucks. Bryce is not it. Um, if I was covering Bryce Young right now, I would be out. I would be I would be calling for another quarterback. Um, but that defense has steadily improved week after week. Their big flaw early in the season was they couldn't stop the run at all. They were very Packers in that way, but were a good pass defense. Now they're getting good at everything, and uh, that Panther team is going to be frisky down the stretch. They're also going to blow their draft position. And uh, yeah, no, uh, they need to they need to blow their draft position. They're going to they're the bear draft position. So, yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. It was like the bears. The bears hold the Panthers. First yes, round the Panthers, bears so. have that pick. So um, yeah, it doesn't even benefit the Panthers to suck. Um, and so they have every piece of you know, they're incentivized to be frisky and they will be I'm yes. looking forward to that one. I'm, I'm confident. But yeah, um, I, I so the first thing, I don't think you can trade up in the 2024 draft for one of the two quarterbacks. Like, I don't, um, maybe, maybe if Chicago's there, maybe so, but, um, I, I suspect it's going to be like whatever is directly after them get, but I could be wrong. Maybe that, maybe it's a big thing, but if you can get Williams or may, you got to do it. You, you absolutely have to do it. Whatever happens <laughs> in 2025 on stage, be damned. You, those are the best ones coming out of the next couple of years. You got to do it. I'm seeing JJ mocked to the Packers in the second round. No, no, no. JJ keeps getting mocked in. He's in the first round. He's like the sixth. I've seen, I, I, oh, I was like, I've seen him beginning of the second. He's not going to be like, available in the second round unless <laughs> unless some of the scouting we've heard on him is true. Then maybe, but people don't know that. So, look, man, it's it, it, you're just drafting Michigan Justin Fields. Like oh, he has a, he has an NFL offensive line and NFL wide receivers, like. Put him behind the Packers line, he's going to die. Yeah, for anybody who wants J.J. McCarthy, he might end up being really good. Tyler's all in on him at this point, but they have played the 117th hardest schedule in college football so far, and their (laughs) schedule gets much harder down the stretch. So wait and see on J.J. Um, He is also very skinny for a quarterback, and his arm is, I think, good, but maybe not great. So um, a lot lot to be written there. We'll see. I don't want J.J. personally. I want one of the top two. (laughs) Old man on a bike in Sherlington. Yeah. I'm just an old man on a bike who is strangely at peace with the down season this year. My man. Very Buddhist. <laughs> Unfortunately, it seems most of the roster and coaching staff are also at peace with losing <laughs> games at a prodigious rate. Indeed, Jair looks like he is participating in exhibition matches. Yeah, he checked out. My, qu- <laughs> My question is, do you think your down year can be attributed to a self-fulfilling prophecy where the Packers thought they were going to be down and then put out the level of effort week each week that guarantees that result. So like that crappy George Clooney, Brad Bird movie um, about D- the Disney one. No, uh, uh, George what, Clooney and who? Uh, Brad Bird. So um, what the hell is it called? Land, it's based on Land of Tomorrow at Disney World, uh, Future World or whatever. I, I'm not going to Tomorrowland? Tomorrowland. Tomorrowland. That is it. So um, Tomorrowland is a uh, a Disney movie starring George Clooney. Uh, and it is about this as a philosophical concept, whether knowing that failure is imminent will cause failure to happen. Uh, I mentioned Brad Bird is uh, a great director, uh, but he is a super, super hardcore libertarian. And every movie he makes is about the concept that exceptional people are necessary for 
uh, society to continue. That he is the director of The Incredibles, and so all of that, <laughs> all of that. If if everyone is special, then no one is. That's Brad Bird in a nutshell. He was a Simpsons writer. Uh, he also directed Ratatouille. Um, same basic thing there. Um, so yeah, and, and Tomorrowland is his sort of magnum opus, but it, it comes off like a shitty Anne Rand novel, which I should have. <laughs> pardon me, an Anne Rand novel. Um, so. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I do actually. Uh, I'll actually go to bat. I think this is Brad Bird is kind of right here, and that it can be a self fulfilling prophecy if you are not on board with where your organization is going, company is going, whatever. Um, it's actually hard to get the best effort out of people. That's just true. Yeah. One of the and hardest <laughs> things coaches have to do is motivate in a bad situation. So yeah, that can absolutely happen and may have here. So, so here's what I want everybody to do. Go back and watch the second Bears game last year, like when the season's already over, and watch Jair. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Okay. Need more because I haven't done it in a while. <laughs> um, Jair got burnt. He got burned by Equanimanius. Ooh, ouch. Like, 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 because he was freelancing and was just going for stats yeah, and highlights Jair, instead of actually playing the game. Jair definitely checks out when things are not going his way and definitely does do that, 100%. And he got absolutely yeah. smoked against the Vikings multiple times. Like He, he puts a lot of by, bad tape out not, there. Well, by not good wide receivers. Yeah, not just Addison. Like KJ Osborne was smoking his ass with some regularity. Like there was, there was some bad tape out there. Jair is... I mean, maybe he's still hurt. Maybe we should be charitable on back injuries. It's, but like, it's, his, it's his back. But look, man, when you have people who uh, are have questionable effort and a back injury, it's like we've got a history. <laughs> yep, we do. All right, uh, we, we should, we we should move this along because we got a lot of questions left, man. Is it, we, should, we should take away his captaincy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Devlin Sheehan, uh, I've been thinking about last year's offense, particularly the struggles it had before the nice stretch at the end with Watson fully integrated into the offense. Yeah. I'm not sure how the underlying metrics compare, but the eye test tells me this year's offense is suffering from the same brand of herky-jerky inconsistency as last year's. This leads me to conclude that the offensive woes transcend love's shortcomings, and I worry that the offensive staff has lost its touch. Am I being overly harsh on the coaches, or do you also see this as a multi-year systemic issue? Man, we covered this pretty well. Yeah. So um, it is definitely a systemic issue, and they are worse this year, but a lot of the worst is actually Aaron Jones versus A.J. Dillon and offensive line. Um, I still think the Packers ran too much last year, especially in obvious running downs, but Aaron Jones is awesome, and he generated positive EPA per plays um, even when most running backs wouldn't, which made the offense hum a lot better. Aaron's obviously a better quarterback and also helped a lot, um, but... They're running kind of the same plays with less efficient people at every position. 
and that is just not working. Um, you need to do something different when that is the case. Like Jordan's not as good on a per play basis at completing passes. AJ Dillon's not as good on a per play basis as putting you in a positive situation after he runs the ball. And uh, so, yeah, this is uh, R- Rashid Walker's not as good. Rashid Walker can't run block basis. to save his life. Um, <laughs> he can't run block to save Jordan's life. No, he cannot. Or, well, pass block to save Jordan's life. Any kind of block yeah. to save Jordan's life. He's he's a decent pass blocker most but, of the time. Like the co- the coach has got to take a lot of heat here because uh, creativity seems to have completely gone like abandoned ship uh, even after buy even after mini buy and nobody's developed like it, it there are a lot of rookies on this team like musgrave and wicks and reed are all rookies but like um christian watson and romeo dobbs shouldn't be worse and romeo maybe isn't worse but he's not he's not a better enough that it makes a dent and watson's way worse like watson is seemingly like doesn't know how to play a receiver at all it's it's really something the offensive line is worse um, and like you've had Josiah DeGuerra for several years and he seems to be not an NFL player, like get something out of him. It, it's bad. Like it, it, it is a systemic issue. It's not just love. Love is not in a good situation. It is hard to get a read on him. I don't think he's the answer, but yeah, nothing's working for him. Uh, if he had at least a few better in presence there, maybe we have a better, more accurate reading of him, but yeah, it's not all his fault at all. <sighs> You're either a smart fella or a fart smeller. Ah, good word. Gun, gun to your head. Do you That's take three Marvin weeks Harrison? in a row somebody's gotten it right. Well, yeah, I've always gotten it right. JR's the one who has trouble well, with he, it. Two, he got it right two weeks in a row. Now it's, <laughs> now it's three. He's going to come back next week and totally screwed up. <laughs> okay, gun to your head. Do you take Marvin Harrison, Marvin Harrison Jr. or Drake May if the Packers end up with the second pick? While most scenarios where the team finishes that poorly would clearly implicate the quarterback is the issue. The Packers have been so bad around love that I'm unsure. He'd show enough to make a definitive conclusion when taking that context into account. Is May the sort of QB prospect that you would just take no matter what if you've got the chance to grab him? Sub question. (laughs) If the Packers get the third pick and Marvin Harrison Jr. is right there, should I prepare for the inevitability that the Packers passing on him in favor of a raw but athletic defensive player yeah. ahead of where everybody else projected him yet again. <sighs> yeah, you take May. Uh, if he's at, if you get two and May is there, you take May. Um, and I'm not even that sold on May, but you you can't not do that. So he's, so he's Marcus Mariota. Uh, I hope not. That would suck. He's our- I'm just saying, like, I, I remember that draft, and it was like, if you have the second pick, you take Mariota. So... <laughs> I was never a big Mariota fan, and I um, uh, these two are better than that draft. And I don't even like May that much, but you got to do it. You absolutely have to do it. M- Marvin's a, a great wide receiver prospect, um, but uh, you you can't pass quarterback for receiver no matter what because it is very possible to get good receivers in the second and third and fourth round. And it is almost impossible with very limited exceptions like Kirk Cousins and Dak Prescott's to get good quarterbacks that late. And I guess Russell too. Um, also, by the way, Dak Prescott available late because he got a DUI like yeah. a week before the draft. Correct. He was a first round pick before that. Like, he was. <laughs> um, and yes, if they have the number three pick, you should absolutely expect them to take some some stupid defensive player I've never heard of instead of Marvin Harrison. Yeah. That Has is- there ever... Has there ever been a second overall wide receiver? Uh, where, where was Calvin Johnson? Where was Calvin Johnson taken? I I don't. I'm not good at remembering drafts, but I will look it up. I know Keyshawn Johnson was first. He was. Like so, there there, yeah, there was a situation where a wide receiver was taken first, and it was the Jets. So like, what, <laughs> what are you gonna do? 
Yeah, I'm I'm not taking a wide receiver over a I'm not going to say generational QB prospect because I really he's not. He, but but like he's probably better than Love. Yes, and that's why you have to do it. And quarterbacks, all it is like you should take a quarterback until you get one. And if May sucks, you should take another one. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right, Patrick Detmer. This team lollygags the ball up and down the field. Sure do. They, they lollygag their way down the field trying to cover a kickoff. They lollygag trying to get a line to cover guys before the snap of the ball. They lollygag in and out of the huddle. Do you know what that makes them? Lollygaggers? Lollygaggers? I, I don't know. Is, is this like a, is it a Skyrim reference? I don't know. Like this, I, I don't know. Um, I was looking at number two receivers and I don't understand the reference. Maybe JR knows the reference. He's good yeah, at pop JR culture. Calvin Johnson, would. by the way, was number two. You are correct about that. <laughs> Let's go. The last wide receiver to go number two overall. Well done. Trying to see if there's another I'm, one. Charles Rogers. Oh, Detroit. Detroit, Detroit. <laughs> is that the guy from is that the guy from MSU? Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. Oh, that's, that's, all, that's all the mill, all the Millen guys all in a row. Yeah. Um mm. that was two thousand three. Yeah. Johnson was twenty two thousand seven. Charles Rogers uh uh college coaches told the Lions not to do it. Yep. They're like he can't handle the mental aspect. Don't they couldn't convince do Matt Millen though. Then it, then you got to go back to 1980 for Lamb Jones. Good name. Lamb Jones. Never heard of him, but a good name. Uh, 1980, the Detroit Lions took Billy Sims, who ah, uh, player. was was a monster yeah. the, as a rookie. Why do I know that? I don't know. I, I don't. And that, that is all. <laughs> know. Two Lions and Lamb Jones. That's all you got. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> I'm, I, I got to do this one correctly. All right. All right. I am the very model of a modern major general, Basilitan. Yeah. <laughs> That's, there's there's my Hamilton reference for you. Um, my conspiracy theory is Mark Murphy's goal for the 2025 draft. I like that you had it as a Hamilton reference and not as a Gilbert and Sullivan reference. But the more, the, the you got to appeal to the youths. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, my conspiracy theory is Mark Murphy's goal. I'm sorry, I really like the that. I, th- I felt the Hamilton came through, right? It was definitely right, the uh, Hamilton reading, absolutely. 100%. Okay. My, cons- my conspiracy theory is Mark Murphy's goal for the 2025 draft is not only have it in Green Bay, but also have the first overall pick <laughs> in the draft. <laughs> we know Roger Goodell will hog the spotlight and announce the pick, but who would you want to represent the Packers and announce the pick if it could be anyone who was in the Packers org living and willing to do it? I want Charles. That's who I want for that. Charles Woodson? Yeah. I love Charles. I don't I want mean, I don't want Brett. I don't want Aaron. Uh Lyra Butler I like, but I don't want to do it because he's played out on radio. Um I don't know. I like Charles Woodson. He's a good spokesman. Okay. He's very it, respectable. Oh, well, and that's the thing. Like like so if you want to go spokesman, right? You want to go elegance, you, you want Donald Driver. I, I that, don't want anybody that, who is on Dancing with the Stars. But he won Dancing with the Stars because he's handsome. That's, I want, that's it. Charles that's Woodson like, <laughs> like transcends football in just being a all around like good person. Like I, I trust Charles Woodson to make good decisions about things. Look, Charles Woodson is a real life Denzel Washington character. Yes, he is. He's great. Like he's he is a. You're making my point for me. I know that's that's but that's why I'm trying to like I'm I was trying to just go like yeah. Like let's let's just pick like like really handsome charismatic guy yeah. instead of like the perfect answer. And I know he's a Michigan guy first and a Raider second, but I still want him. Yeah. Okay. You can want somebody else. That's fine. I was like I was like Woods, <laughs> Woodson Wit 
depending on where you buy his whiskey depends on what color the label is. Okay. <laughs> so so if you buy Woodson whiskey in the state of Michigan, it is maize and blue. If you buy Woodson whiskey um, out west, it is going to be black and silver. See, this is good marketing. He knows what it, he's it is. doing. Charles Woodson is a very intelligent human being. Like he knows what he's doing. Um, yeah. Also, I feel like I gave it a I gave it a bad shake. It wasn't as bad as I used to say it was. Yep. Okay, uh, you're right. Price chosen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> with the season going poorly, would we now reconsider the alleged trade for Jonathan Taylor by giving up Watson? <laughs> Or would you be concerned that it would basically have been a rental and the Packers would have wouldn't have given him an extension? Early in the year it was an emphatic no. But now hashtag or slash insert Larry David Jeff uh, Sub question Did JR attend the New Rock one oh two point one Fest and Summerfest grounds in the summer of nineteen ninety five or nineteen ninety six? I would guess yes. I don't know if JR did, but I did. <laughs> you would Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't seem so okay. surprised that was my so uh, for all festivals at the Summerfest grounds like that's just what kids did <laughs> they spent all mm. day there I w- went to a bunch of those and I definitely went to that one in 95 or 96 if there were two of them I went to both of them I 100% did also like I'm, I'm reaching the age where definitely like, saw a collective that... soul at one of those oh so good but now I'm, I'm not, reaching not the age really. where I realize like, <laughs> like I, I used to be cool and like I am so not anymore. And so when people who are also as equally uncool as me are like, I used to be cool too. I'm like, yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah, I would trade Watson for Taylor. <laughs> I I would not. Uh, as a so for, here's the thing. Like I, I like Jonathan Taylor. He's only 24 years old. He's a good running back. Uh, I don't trade for running backs. I can find running like I I will still go get my Jets guy who I want um for free without trading anything. And uh, this may be hubris by me, but I think I can get offensive value out of out of Christian Watson, even if this Packer people running the team cannot. So I will keep him around. I they so they did last year, and yeah, I know you have a quarterback who can't throw a nine ball to save his goddamn life. But that is quarterback problem, not a Watson problem. And they give Reed all jet sweeps and jet motion stuff, and like don't do that. Like that should be Watson stuff. Like bring that back it worked really well he like scored two touchdowns on it last year it's he did score multiple yes he did because he is better in open space than reed is and yeah reed is fast and whatnot but watson's better which is weird what why is the dude who's like tight end size better in open space because watson's good at that that's why he's on the team it's why it was in the first round he's he's fast and and agile and wiggly he just can't catch and is stupid like use him for what he can do man spicy paul is the best Uh, um, also, uh, we have a response to Price's question in the Patreon questions from Scott. Uh, I would be concerned that Jonathan Taylor might negatively impact the tank. <laughs> See, another good reason. <laughs> okay, so so let me let me rephrase this. If it was the beginning of the season, and I knew then what I know now, yep. but also for some reason I thought that there was a chance that they'd sneak into the playoffs, uh-huh. I make I make that trade. Okay, all right. I I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Like. Solid running like, game, Aaron Jones and Jonathan Taylor, no A.J. Yeah. Dillon. Like, yeah, crank, I'm saying Aaron Jones and not A.J. Dillon. Crank, That's yeah, the, not the, A.J. Dillon. Crank, cranking out successful runs all the time is a vastly different win-loss record. Like running backs do matter in that instance. I gotcha. I'm, I'm, okay. Yeah. Question from Big Rig. Theoretical question from hell. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky. Yeah. Ooh. 
if this offense went against the Packers defense for a full game, who would end up quote unquote winning? And no, the answer can't be everyone dies from boredom. <laughs> I think the Barry side wins because I suspect the offense can't execute against the mismatches that Barry gives them. And, and just as evidence, like, think, if you I can't also think score, the pressure, the pressure just murders love. Like it pressure murders love, but also if you can't score points against the Broncos. Um, who have very obvious Barry-style holes in their defense, you're not going to score against the Packer defense. You're just not going to. Um, like, what would... Uh, A.J. Dillon running against the Barry defense is just a hilarious, dumb hypothetical to think of. I don't know what happens. I suspect it still doesn't work. But oh, I think he, the, goes, he, he goes like 4.3 a carry. Yeah, I think the defense <laughs> wins this. Like, I, I think... Um, the Packers play the receivers close, and they drop everything, and they can't run the ball. Even though the very defense begs you to run the ball, I, I just, I, I think the defense wins. I put my money on the defense. Yeah, I, I, I tend to be in agreement. Aaron Savage, who you got this season? Packers wins or Brooke Lopez double doubles? He had eleven <laughs> last year, his first season with greater than four since twenty fifteen. So an outlier. It's a good question. Um, I will still take Brooke Lopez double doubles because I think four might get you there. And, <laughs> <laughs> and five almost certainly gets you there. So I'll still go with that. Wow. All right. Less uh, playing time. Harder this year. Um, but I still think he can pull it off. Richard Proctor. Given that the problems are the same every week, what are you guys going to find to talk about for the rest of the season? I think we've done a really good job of filling time this so far, week. So far, so good. Um, I don't know, more pop culture that only we care about. Um, uh, uh, weird statistical okay. anomalies that pop up for the Packers' opponents. So I, I introduced the podcast to new listeners who are not necessarily Packer fans. And beginning with five minutes of Dane Cook riffing was actually, they loved it. <laughs> Making fun of Dane Cook is a time-honored way to, to keep interest. That is absolutely 100%. But also, but also the, the, the young end of Gen X and the old end of the millennials, we, we can, that, that is like, that's a niche spot for yeah. us. <laughs> so the other thing is like bad football actually has a lot of interesting things about it, even mm -hmm. if you don't necessarily like hearing about it all the time but like uh, just the stats we rattled off at the top like how bad they are at contested catches is itself interesting it's hard to be that bad at contested catches it's very you, you have to like you have to actively be that bad uh -huh. and also you have to do things like throw at christian watson eight times in a row yeah in double coverage and like the joe berry thing giving up third downs on Nine third and eight. Nine, nine third and eights. Like, nine. because, you know, this is a professional football team that goes into a room and watches <laughs> film. And presumably there's an analytics guy who listens to this podcast, I think, still. And tells, he unfollowed me on Twitter, by the way. Oh, no. Maybe he got <laughs> so, fired for drafting Samari Toure. No, but here's the thing that tells me that he does listen to this podcast because I mentioned it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got too big for, for it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh god i lost my train of thought let's go to the next question <laughs> uh but yeah we'll find fun things we'll, to talk yeah about. there's there's always something it, it it bad is creating its own stuff so if if not we'll just have jr making off the top of his head 90s playlist every week yeah jr is good at topics too it's he I, really I, is. i'm sad he's not here for halloween but i'm also happy that he's out doing something fun instead of being on a podcast 
Also, he had like dental work today, so like he deserves. Oh yeah, to have, yeah like, he did. He, he needs. He, he, needs he deserves to have some fun. Uh, Flaily Joel Osment. I've never felt a five dollars has gotten me more for the price of what could otherwise be life-saving medications in a developing country. I don't have to watch the Packers, but still get to enjoy the recap. Any recommendations for house plants? All right. Um, <laughs> Bro, get a succulent, man. You can't kill it. Ferns are good for that, too. They're very difficult to kill. And uh, it depends on if you want big or small. Uh, go with Matt's recommendation if you got a small apartment. Uh, but if you need like a big thing to fill out a corner, um, that like just get a fern. They're, they're yeah. very difficult to kill. We had one in, um, I had one, I had one in law school that we never even watered and it just got bigger. Like I swear to God, it was a perpetual motion machine. It, I don't know how it lived, but it did. <laughs> so, okay. When you were in law school, I'm trying to think like, what would be, was balls a thing? Was that, was that the energy drink of choice? No, we didn't have B- energy. B A W L S. I'm trying to think of like old school, like Jolt Cola. No, uh, yeah, Jolt was. It still existed, but it was on its way from. It was almost dead at that point. Okay, I was. We, like, we, I, was we, like, I was in a non-energy drink period. Did not exist. Was not a thing. Red Bull was like a couple years Bull, away. Um, I was like Red Bull dropped my freshman year of high school. So I don't know. That puts it about eh, close. So I was just wondering if like someone just kept spilling Jolt Cola on it. Like, uh, maybe <laughs> it's possible. I'm trying to think of what, like what your caffeine source would have been in in law school. Um, also, th- this is actually like like kind of a serious recommendation. Um, in Colorado, water is expensive, and when you are um, landscaping, you have to look for local plants that you don't have to water. For example, my backyard is made out of granite. Like my backyard is all crushed granite. I yep. don't have grass. Good for you. Um, Nearby, there is a uh, fun little, it's, it's not necessarily a park. It's kind of like a little walk. It's, it is a Xeriscape showcase, and it's all these local plants that you could just go out and get and not have to water. Find some sort of local plant showcase that you know will easily live within your environment. You'll be very happy. Good advice. That was way too serious for nope. me. Was, okay, K time seven. Uh, we're supposed to believe that the plan was a hobbled Bakhtiari play 17 games. Jones gets over 12 touches a game and the receivers can run routes and catch. <laughs> I just don't think the front office is delusional on that scale. Me thinks the plan was, quote, Jordan Love is good, unquote, but me thinks he's not. Yep. Do you think that they had the right personnel blend if we had decent injury luck, even with Love figure, even while Love figures things out? Ah. Uh... No, <laughs> I don't know. I think they knew. I, I think they knew from the jump that they so sucked. I do think they knew that love sucked specifically because of the way that they gave him a contract, which is a you suck contract. Um, yeah, he got a sixth year option. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he did. And I, I think they had hopes that the offensive line would be as good, even without Bakhtiar. Like the line should be better than this, even without David Bakhtiari. Like, Elton Jenkins sucking is a whole other thing. We've already talked about it. Moving on. Um, but, like, if you get that, plus Christian Watson be, <laughs> being uh, a taking a, a, another step, and maybe even Dobbs taking another step, it's not that bad of a plan. But none of that happened, and uh, you got to forecast for the downside when you do this kind of thing, too. And I think they did. Like, the, the, also, the love contract is a, if you suck, we're picking your replacement contract. So, yeah. 
um, I, I still think this was not a bad plan and that this team was prepped for the negative happening, just like the Bears were. They're actually, I think, doing the wrong thing here by buying. They should be... Honestly, like the Montez Sweat thing, if, uh, if they have him four years from now and they contend, yay for them. But the biggest risk they're taking is that he gets them another win because yeah. that might happen and that might cost you a generational quarterback. So, but then yeah. also there was talks of of their number two corner who is twenty four years old yeah. who was asking for a trade. He's gonna so get. Like, I, he didn't get traded, did he? He didn't. No. Ooh, that's crazy. All right, thought that yeah, was a sure yeah, so, thing. Yes, uh, the Bears are a mess, man. Bears, man. All right, let's go to the next. That, one. That, that's always our saving grace, right? Like yep, at least we're is. not the Bears. I didn't. I don't even know if we answered that question, but that's fine. <laughs> um, and the plan of Jordan Love is good. And he thinks he's, he's, he's bad. That's all. Yeah, even if if they had decent injury luck and Jordan Love was good, the roster still sucks. Yeah, it does. I still think they might have made the playoffs, though, even if the roster sucks. And, and that was my initial was like yeah. sneaking into the playoffs with with nine wins. Yep. And then and that's destroyed. not necessarily better than what this is. Mm-hmm. Man, we're we're gonna screw around and beat KC, aren't we? I have I've had that one on my radar too. They've been disappointing. They've been squeaking things out with that defense, and defense is volatile. And we played them so tough last year in like a very, mm. very this style, like this KC style team. Like, I, I, that's the one's going to ruin it for us. I think you're right. I mean, KC just lost to Denver. Yeah, like they did. <laughs> oof, oof, oof. That's that's. There's your tank watch. Yep. Hashtag tank watch. <laughs> Shark McCarthy. On a positive note, it seems like SBH. Simone Biles' husband had a good game? Question mark. Sub question. <laughs> what the hell's going on out there? Um, I don't know he about wasn't, that. He wasn't as bad as he usually is. Yeah. And he had a very high visibility play. He did with the blocked kick. Yeah. But uh, a cor- like actual secondary member, I'm not sure he did. Um, I'm not even going to go to his PFF grade because we don't. There's their job. He wasn't. He was not an embarrassment. However, um, I know Jr. would comment on this. Did you see the close-ups of oh, Simone man. Biles just, Very just sad. being sad? Yeah. She was so sad. If you make Simone Stop. Biles cry, that's not a good thing. Oh, you suck. Yeah. Is, she she is a treasure. <laughs> Scarf 21. Scarf 21. Uh, how bad do things need to get before the Packers brain trust realizes that the drastic change is necessary instead of clinging on to underperforming players, coaches, and methodology, schemes, draft philosophy, hiring processes, etc.? out of misguided sense of loyalty. Side note, I am currently terrified that we'll once again spend a first-round pick on the upteenth raw uber-athlete defensive player as opposed to OTQB or Marvin Harrison Jr. <laughs> wow, like like our... Once again, shout-outs to the Patreon for, like, listening and yeah, paying good attention. Work. And, like, you guys... Well rolled. done. Uh, pretty bad. Like, I, I... So, one of the good things about the Packers is that they are going to get an organizational overhaul pretty soon, no matter what, because Mark Murphy's going to retire. Uh, and um, whether we're in good shape or bad shape, shape at that point, things are going to change a lot, and they probably should. The, the Packers, I think, are falling behind a lot. Um, there are clear indications that they're not spending enough in their front office on analytics, on modern methods, uh, that their methods of evaluation are outdated and that they need to actually invest a little bit more in 
their front office and scouting in addition to actually buying players. And I think, um, what Murphy okay. being gone probably is the only thing yes. that can spark that. It, it probably helps. Okay. I have a, um, a bit of a conspiracy theory. Okay. That's not even a conspiracy theory. A lot of that it's a, this it's week. A, it's a weird correlation. How's that? Um, the Packers are not super good on the analytical side of things. They are awful at social media. Yeah, they are. And they treat their bloggers probably the worst of any of the 32 teams. They absolutely do. Um, in the last few years, the Detroit Lions have embraced analytics. Yep. They credential their bloggers yep. Good and they have a phenomenal too. social media yep. yeah, yeah and they have phenomenal social media team and the lions started to get good yeah okay modernize the packers modernize the packers and that's, that's what i'm saying yeah and, and th- when you're good and you have aaron you don't need all that stuff to be that good you can just lean back on that and be fine uh when you're building up from scratch though it helps a lot to have more modern uh, methods towards picking the new players that will make your next team good and they need to change all that it's not great um, yep so it ter- it turns out 30 years of hall of fame quarterback play while it doesn't net you two super bowls yeah. it locks you into 1991 in every aspect it does and uh, we maybe don't rip on goot quite enough on this podcast but he has had a whole bunch of bad drafts in a row it's been it's been pretty brutal um there are the occasional good finds in there but this is not the level of of hits that you need to maintain an NFL franchise. So, which yeah. bl- it blows my mind because Ted Thompson drafted Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, he did. Had a, had some bad drafts at the end of his career, and that's what he's remembered for is is the bad drafts. Gutekunst has had nothing but mediocre to bad drafts. Yep, that is very true. And everybody's just like, but yeah, like he likes seventh rounders. That's like his thing. Like, that's stupid. Don't like that. That's a bad thing. It's to super. Like. T- yeah, you should oh, be good that, at that. be be good at your first and second and third rounders. That's where you want to actually be good at that kind of it, thing. The third round curse, man. Good against Dutch boy five. Thank you for last week's discussion on curds oh, versus you sticks. Very welcome. Very interesting. By the way, all of you chose sticks. Were wrong. <laughs> Exclamation point. Uh, I know hope is not a strategy, so I've given up on that. I will still watch, but I'm not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> we all know safety is a problem. Yeah. I routinely see Micah Hyde still playing well for the Bills. Yeah, yeah. I was not happy when they let him no. go. What say you? Is there a worse non-signing in the last 20 years than Hyde? Casey Hayward. Yeah, very similar, by the way. Very, it's a very similar, very yeah. Similar non-signings, but yes, Hayward was a worse non-signing. He is a better player than Hyde, but he, yeah, both bad non-signings. Look. I will take an all-pro corner over an all-pro safety. Yep. But neither of them makes me happy. <laughs> and and uh, that was, I feel like, a Ted versus the coaching staff on both instances, where Ted got you good people and they didn't want to play him in the right spot. And mm-hmm. um, Ted eventually buckled and said, okay, I'll move him out. And Ted was eventually proven right. Yep. And, oh, Casey Hayward can't play outside. Like, yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure he can. He can. Go do that. Yeah, Micah Hyde has to be the nickel. No, that no, dude's a free safety. He's a safety. Like, <laughs> okay, um, another one that's like kind of up for debate at the moment because it has been too soon. Corey Lindsley. Yeah, he's been great. Yep, he's he's been great when he's been healthy, and Josh Myers is doo doo butt cheeks. Yeah. So yeah, Corey Lindsley is going to be another 
like you're you're losing an all pro center to replace him with cheeks. Also, Corey was such a good dude. Like, yeah. but being a Midwest person, Corey being a Midwest person, it was very it was a good vibe. It was, it was. Mattingly's sideburns. At this point, the details of Gary's extension have yet to be released. How great would it be if all of Gary's incentives were based on <laughs> run stops? Yeah, that's it, how it, contracts it is, should work, man. That is, oh God, it, well, because there's always like those those like Pro Bowl escalators or the number of sacks escalators or whatever. But it's like, how many times did you lose the edge? Every time you don't keep contain, you lose a million dollars. It would have been a good signing. I wonder if it would, like just put that out there as an option. Like you can have this, or you can have this much more money, but you lose this every time you lose the edge. <laughs> also, okay, so, so everybody's talking about his business manager is the one who broke this news. I thought he was his own manager. Uh, isn't this agent like uh, has he had like one deal before or something like that? I don't. I didn't. Yeah, and his and his deal was Rashawn Gary's extension. Oh, okay. His, like. His, like um, yeah, so I don't know because I know he started his own agency and he was his own sports agent and was name searching on Twitter when he was drafted. Lovely, but um, yeah, so I don't know. Like, they got a deal. In- in- incentives that aren't sacks would be nice. It would. It would. Ryan Ziegler, conspiracy theory. <laughs> it's God Lil Wayne's it. fault. It's Lil Wayne's fault. Okay. And by the way, it, it's my fault that he's asking this question. It's Halloween. We can do conspiracy theories. They're kind of yeah. Halloween-y. <laughs> Every time he comes around, something bad happens. He was at Thursday Night Football, and we've played like trash since. Actual question, with Kirk's bum leg and nobody else to challenge Detroit, who ends up better in the draft order in the race to the bottom? It's the Packers. We see that the Vikings yeah. are still fighting. It's the um, Packers. Yeah. Rolling back to the Lil Wayne thing. Um, I made a joke about how many flags there were in this game um, because it, it was a it was a hockey Lee junior game. Oh God, he's just like his dad. It's so annoying. Yes, he he is. He's just like his dad, except his dad was actually a lawyer, and he's 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 not, a lawyer's son. Yeah, his dad was better. Um, so anyway, uh, someone was talking about like it's a hockey Lee game. Expect lots of flags, and I and I responded with. Stunting like my daddy by Lil Wayne yep. plays in the background, and Ziegler's responding to that. Ah, okay. also, so you prompted that song question. is that song is a banger. By yeah. the way, I've never A-plus heard would it. Recommend it's well, Paul. You and I are just far enough apart to, that you missed the bling bling era of of rap. Apparently so. Um, okay, the Lil Wayne conspiracy theory doesn't work because green and yellow won them a Super Bowl. It did. It did. Yeah. It, every time after that, it was forced. But like when you when you took Pittsburgh's song and made it about them. And then beat them. Oh, so good. Yep. Like, like it, and, and, the, and his knowledge of football at the time seemed adequate. It did. It did. It's like, fine. The line, like we knocked, knocked the Eagles and the Falcons and the Bears off. Now we're about to cut Troy Palomalu hair yeah. off. Like that was the Packers' opponents and in if order. You, if you're like, interested <laughs> in that, I think the sixth ever episode of Reporting is Eligible we did on Packer parody songs. So go find oh that. my god, that was so long. That was like five years ago. Yeah, I did. I recorded it <sighs> live with Jr. in my parents' basement in person. Oh, so yeah, so good. <sighs> Jeremy Moan, please share your personal thoughts, wishes. As to what happens for the near and far future of this team, I, for one, am feeling pretty agnostic based on what I've seen. 
<laughs> I just love our fans are now like, I feel nothing. Yep. Nihilus uh, Packers have, is here. <laughs> Eat Arby's. Things have, things have, oh, man, we haven't made a Nihilus uh, Arby's joke in a long time. No. Um, things have gone so poorly in so many aspects. I don't have, I, I don't know who amongst Goot LaFleur love needs to go. All of them. Uh, if they make the decision to stick with any or all of them for another year or clean house, I'm not really sure I have an opinion either way. Unless they have the chance at Williams or May, then show love. There's an open door. Frozen reference. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Paul, your kids are about my kids' open age. Like, like I'm sure you've heard. Yeah. I was like, you've heard love is an open door a million times. Yes, I have. It's a good one. Uh, the, yeah. I, clean the, house. Yeah. It's, it's an old organization. And, I think two weeks ago we were all like Lafleur is a sure thing for next year, and now I'm like he's going to get fired at the end of the season <laughs> because there's too many coaching things wrong, and the drafts have mm-hmm. gone so poorly lately. There's too many draft things wrong, and are the and and Murph's going to retire, so this is going to be a total clean house. I think like there's not enough positive at any level to instill any confidence, and I about Lafleur 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 is gone. <laughs> at the end of this year and I will bet that Goot follows him shortly thereafter but I do think he'll get to do the draft next year but this is going to 2025 is going to be all, all brand new all new Packer uh, everything I think all Packer everything yep yeah I agree Brian Polakowski who would be a better coach of the Packers Matt or Craig Council <laughs> Ah, uh, those are two very different jobs, and it is Matt because Craig Council doesn't know how to put football plays together, and, and so yeah. Okay, but here's here's the question. Okay, uh, what if we throw a third person in the mix? Who would the would the Packers be successful with Ron Renicky's small ball? <laughs> <laughs> no, they would not. I don't know, man. Just run some slants, right? What's what's the football equivalent of a bunt? Uh, isn't it just a draw play or something? It is a draw play. It's totally a draw play. <laughs> that might work. Yeah, it, it's when it's it's a run you do when the defense is playing for you to do something that's not a run. Uh, home, it, it, the the bunt is what you do when people are anticipating you to hit hard, um, or yeah. to give yourself up to just waste time. So both of those things work. Sure, yeah. draw play. Yeah. Drop play. So so I'm, I'm. You want more draw I'm plays? Throwing in, what's that? You want more draw plays? Because they suck. I mean. Yeah, draw plays do suck, but yeah. also like our quarterback sucks and our offensive line sucks, and like just try something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <sighs> Matt Pickett. Matt Pickett. When does the pain stop? <laughs> oh, oh, wait, can I go back to Polakowski for a second? Sure. So there's the other problem with Council is <laughs> that Council is good at implementing um, like high level analytic strategy that he gets from on high from the front office and the Packers aren't good at generating that so there's nothing for him to draw on so um I was gonna say like so he's he's Mike Patton like he's a like film grinder he's not a film grinder he used to be he's he's been a player and a front office guy and a manager so he's good at relating to players he's good at doing like money ball crap and getting players to buy into it because players like him because he was a player um, so that that's not Patton stuff. Like he is, uh, he's he's an, a stat nerd, and Patton's a film grinder. That's different stuff. Patton's a Patton is an implementer of other people's better plans. That's a different thing. Okay, back back to Matt. Sorry, cut off Matt. Matt Pickett. When does the pain stop? <laughs> it's funny a second time. No, seriously, 
What's going to have to happen for this team to get turned around and how long might it take to get to that point? I'm planning to put my body in cryogenic stasis until then. So don't let yourself get depressed by the bears who um who are what? dumb Well, the the bears have they won a Super Bowl in, you know, 85 and then they were basically horrible for what year is it? 2023. Um They went to the Super Bowl in 04. Yeah, they got the lovey the lovey bump was good. Um that's true, but um it doesn't like the bears are always perpetually like oh we're going to rebuild it's going to take three years blah 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 like the nfl is not that hard and uh it's really just a matter of getting a quarterback and like four other good players and you could turn this around like nothing It, it does not like nfl turnarounds happen instantly they're not a long process at all they just aren't. You need your cap space cleared out so you can build depth if your team hits. Uh, other than that, it is just a matter of finding literally a quarterback and a few good other guys, and you can turn this around like absolutely instantly. So it's not like a, oh, this is going to take like a decade to turn. No, this is not how that works. It's not baseball where you have to send guys through four levels of minor leagues before they hit the major. Not at all. Nothing like that. Like You can turn this around instantly if you have one good draft. Um, you need to have that one good draft and you need good processes and people in place to make it happen but um, there is not a linear timeline here at all so you can be bad for 25 years very easily if your organization sucks but you can also turn it around at the drop of a hat if your organization is good just a matter of getting the right people in place the rams yeah the rams are weird but yes the rams i mean the rams went from sam bradford mediocrity and then just like Win a Super you got Bowl. Stafford, and then Cooper Cup turned into Superman. Yeah, I but mean, I mean the, they, they the, went to they went to two Super Bowls in pretty rapid succession. The Bengals spent like five dollars on analytics and scouting, and they sucked, and they got Joe Burrow, and then were instantly contenders. And you know they're paying for it a little bit right now, but that's all it takes sometimes. All right, so you heard it here first. Draft Joe Burrow. Yeah, good stra- <laughs> it's a good strategy. It's the Colts strategy too. It is the Colts strategy. Suck for luck. Danish cheesehead. Sorry. Anytime I see the word Danish, um, I think a Caddyshack. When Chevy Chase goes, oh, yeah. Danny, a donut without a, or so, yeah, he goes, a, a flute without holes is not a flute, and a donut with no hole is a Danish. Yep. Um, no, 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 no. Which of the following four draft strategies is most Packer like and most bear like? Oh, God. And which one would you prefer? Number one, draft a first round ready to play quality O line prospect to help protect Jordan Love in 2024. Nope. Number two, draft a first-round promising QB and let our present O-line, possibly plus some later round O-line rookies, throw the new QB under the bus in 2024. Number three, draft a first-round promising QB and let our present O-line, possibly plus some later in the O-rounds, throw first Jordan Love, then the new QB under the bus in 2024. Number four, something else, perfect 10, RAS, inside linebacker, or fullback. (laughs) If need be to add qualifications for the late season player, Jordan Love. Uh, that's Bears-like to do basically the first three, right? No. Um. <laughs> or no, not not number one. Sorry. The the, the two QB ones, that, that's the Bears, right? That's that's Jordan, uh, not Jordan. Like, so, I've, had, I've had something to drink. Yeah. Uh, I, Justin I, Fields. <laughs> I, so Danish Cheesehead, I get what you're going for here. But there, there are some important caveats around all of this which is first of all justin fields 
major problem was not the bear offensive line, which was horrific and not an NFL offensive line in his rookie year. It was that he was a quarterback who was prone to take sacks like, like almost no other with a 24% pressure to sack ratio in college put behind that line. Um, sacks and getting beat up are mostly a quarterback stat. Uh, Sam Howell, who is uh, he's going to set a record this year. Keep keep an eye on him. Um, was also a bad pressure to sack ratio guy in college, uh, and his offensive line actually holds up quite well. Most of the sacks or sacks he runs into fields is the same way. So um, the other thing is the Packer offensive line for how horrific it has been is mostly bad at run blocking. They have a couple of high-profile blow-ups in pass blocking every week that show up. Um, and uh, Josh Meyer had one this week where he just just missed a bunch of guys, and it was hilarious. <laughs> um, but they're actually not horrible at pass blocking. And Jordan's not horrible at taking sacks. That's not one of their major problems. He actually is pretty good about getting the ball up before he goes down most of the time. Um, and you can project this from college pretty easily and both Drake May and Caleb Williams are not prone to running themselves into sacks. Uh, Caleb, by the way, has had a little spike in this, which is worth keeping an eye on, but over the course of his college career, he has generally not been prone to that. If you take either of those two guys, you you should feel confident playing them behind what the Packer offensive line will be next year and getting them experience without fear of crushing them with a whole bunch of pass rushers. That's fine. So, like, the Bears thing is more nuanced than that. And, um, like, the Trubisky over Watson and Mahomes thing, and maybe we should just do Mahomes at this point because Watson, I don't know, do you want that anymore? <laughs> um, it is a different kind of problem. It's an evaluation problem. Like, taking if they had taken Mahomes there, they might have broken him. But he was definitely better than Trubisky. That, that would have probably worked out fine for them. If, it, if not Andy Reid, Chiefs fine, still fine. So, like, the dumbest thing here is the last one. And that's the barest move because it's the dumbest thing. But, like, uh, picking a quarterback is smart. And, like, what the Bears have done recently, searching for a quarterback, is smart. The only dumb thing they're doing now, maybe, is giving Tyson Bajant a legitimate shot. This is a, just, like... <laughs> Just like for the Packers having a love evaluation year, that's a Fields evaluation year for them. And I'm not sure they're being honest with themselves, but they have a bunch of draft capital last year, or not last next year. And so, like, that's what this is. And if he sucks, they're in good spot to fix that. So, um, I, I, none of these are really bear specific. I guess what I would maybe say is the most bear thing here is the one where you draft a quarterback and let the old quarterback take too many snaps. That reminds me of um, who who did they have when Brian Greasy took a bunch of snaps? Um, was oh, that was God. that Trubisky? Uh, is that how that went? Yeah, I think I think it might have been. Yeah, like isn't that what happened? Didn't they pay Brian Greasy? Was it him or was it no? It was the long neck guy. Who's the long necked asshole? Oh, uh, Glennon. Mike Glenn. They paid Mike Glennon a bunch of money, and then they traded up to get Trubisky, and they were not. Nobody was on the same page. Like that's <laughs> that's stupid. That's a that's the bear thing. So that's the answer for you is paying a veteran and then drafting a quarterback and playing the veteran just because you paid him over the. The rookie. That's it. And Matt's ignoring me now because I've rambled for five minutes and we got to get this thing done. <laughs> Sorry. I got text messages, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, also, like, I can only take so much talk about the Bears' terrible QB Sorry. situation. <laughs> it's my hobby, so. It, it, also, by the way, my ADHD brain allows me to pay attention to two topics uh, it's at fine. once. It's fine. Like, I, I just... <laughs> 
It, it caught me as like, I've been talking about this for way too long now. We got to move on. <laughs> We're almost done. We got to get this done. Okay. Also, also one of my all time favorite Patreon names. Back at it again. Scott. Scott. <laughs> just, just Scott. Just Scott. Like, 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 like Madonna or Seal. Yeah. One name. This is Scott. Uh, with, with Bakhtiari on injured reserve, the Packers only have $128 million in cap space used on contracts for active players. Yep. That's awful. It is. Yeah, it's awful. They're paying for roughly half a team, sadly, mostly a Joe Barry defense. Also true. How much does surrounding love with such a dearth of experience? Inexp- wait, he means a dearth experience, of experience. Right? Oh, dearth means not a lot, right? That's our problem. Oh, we shouldn't have saved this know, question man. for last. It's it's many beers in now. It's I've... I, do you see how much of this bourbon bottle I've had to drink? Okay. Bottom line is he means we're not. We've given Joe Barry too much talent and not Jordan, Jordan Love, not enough talent, right? So, yeah. yeah. Okay. To uh, get him off rhythm, revert to old habits, and thus mess up his ability to translate all of his developmental work into game habits, or does it just expose what he is? It's too no. Uh, it this is. Uh, I'll go to back Jordan Love is Jordan Love is who we thought he was, and we let him off the hook. <laughs> I'll go to bad for love on this one. It's hard to evaluate him with this team. It just is. I still, I don't think he's good. I have my priors on love as a not great prospect out of college who had issues completing passes. But um, every game, guys are out of position, blocks are blown, people don't catch passes they should. It's very difficult to actually evaluate him. I would still move on because I still think he's not that good. But um, this has not been a fair season for him at all life's not fair like you still have to make decisions <laughs> with imperfect information and you can't be just like oh he's okay let's take one another look at like football seasons are precious you can't be doing that shit <laughs> sorry dude you were all over the board on that one yep. i am just uh. okay so we're now into the to the blue sky questions real that's quick. what we're doing now real quick on blue sky we're okay so we're we're not doing bird app questions anymore these are just fun questions anyway i wanted to get Mr. Bischoff in here because he's a he's yeah a good okay supporter. okay so so Bischoff uh his I, I like his uh the the blue sky people are doing the Twitter thing where you like you change your name to like something scary yep. for October I like it um admittedly I missed the first two and a half quarters yesterday but can they start making their halftime adjustments before kickoff it would be nice they get worse every week twenty nine oh, points in their first seven first halves Amazing. but also. Something I want to point out, um, I was at Trinity Brewing for, for this game. It's it's a mile from my house. It's a Packer bar. It's owned by a Wisconsin expat. I have a great time there. Um, it was like a funeral, and I was laughing at every stupid thing the Packers did, and everyone else is like sad because they're not used to the team sucking. And then at halftime, I won a four-pack of New Glarus and a Packers flag with the vintage Heisman pose logo nice. on it. That's amazing. I'm I had a great time hey. for the first half. Always <laughs> like, look on the bright side of life. Yeah, so just just go in laughing, yep. and you and you'll you'll feel better about the first half. All, All right, right. you, you got to help me with Steve Garshinsky. 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 Okay, former Garshinsky. former host of the Tailgate Podcast. I know. I just I've. It doesn't matter how many times I hear his name; it doesn't stick. Okay. I, I apologize, Steve. I've, my last name ends in an itch. He, so let, like it's, he let Ryan mispronounce it for like five straight years, and Ryan knows him personally <laughs> and is friends with him, so don't worry about it. Yeah, I've been at my current company for two years, and people still can't say my name, so it's, yeah. it's fine. Uh, what gives you hope for the future? Nothing. Uh, is there anything you see that suggests... <laughs> hard, is there anything man. you see that... 
that suggests, well, well, you know, life is meaningless. Eat Arby's. Eat Arby's. Is there anything you see that suggests the organization is headed in the right direction? Drafts are filled with misses. Personnel and scheme don't fit. The team is undisciplined, even for a young squad. They are. Yeah, um, dude. You nail on the head. Like <laughs> The Gary signing was um, a good future-looking signing. It was very... Um, surgical it was very by the book you got a guy who is proven to be good for a below market contract who could be here for the next time they're good zach tom is good on the offensive line um it's not like they're all a disaster he is still a very good player and very young and very versatile you can build around that um and that's kind of those are my optimistics (laughs) um also like we're all kind of hoping at the clean house right like that's the yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> I think they need to. Too many misses. Too many misses. Well, they trade like Razul's a hard trade. Like a lot of NFL teams would have wussed out on that, but it's something I think you have to do. And you know, a third round pick isn't sexy at all. But like Razul's not going to be here for the next good team and a, a good soldier. <laughs> but like you got to make hard decisions like that when you are forward looking, and they did. So there's there's a couple of signs there that they still have some idea what they're doing, and I think they will make some drastic decisions in the off season. So yeah. yeah. All right. That's it. We done. And I got to edit this puppy. So um, before we do Matt, any plugs? Um, okay. So I make content now. Um, mostly betting content. turns out I'm pretty good at prop bets. Oh God. What? That's, <laughs> no, like, I, like I, my picks are actually pretty good. <laughs> I'm sure your picks are good. Just I, the, the gambling thing. Never been my, my cup of tea. That's all. I, I understand. It's just like, I, regardless of the person that I pretend to be on the internet, like I'm actually pretty knowledgeable and uh, follow my team. But um, in lieu of trying to uh, plug anything of my own, go to lymphoma.org and donate to lymphoma research foundation. Uh, Cancer is the worst. Lymphoma sucks. Also call your best friend and tell him you love him. Yep. All good advice. Go do that, um, what Matt says. And, yeah, I, I, I got no big plugs this week. I am traveling. Uh, Mini Pod will be out on Friday. Um, go, go donate and do well. And, uh, yeah, we, we have the Rams upcoming. Check out the preview. And, yeah, we'll be back next week with a less scary, more well Jump up on my stomach